sports fans, and welcome to episode 57 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Twitter. Also, like our Facebook page, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're learning when a new episode is out. And I just want to say, I just nailed that word. I'm not going to say it again. That's the best I've ever said that word in the intro. So I cannot screw this up the rest of the way. Just remember that, Sam. Okay. All right. Where was I? Don't forget to do what I just said to the podcast. You're learning when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 57, we're going to talk a little bit about Michigan football and some of the position competitions heading into summer months. Uh, we will create a oh-so-familiar-for-us honeydew list for Steve Eiserman as the GM of the Detroit Red Wings. A, and we will also have some fun filling our banana boat of our least favorite athletes of all time. We've done our favorite athletes before. We're going to just finish finish off the list here with our least favorite four. It's so negative. But yeah, it is. We'll do it. Negative. Why do we keep filling our boats with such terrible stuff? <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me, man. I mean, you guys have been tubing before, right? Like You fall off. You dump. Right. Like the driver of the boat can dump whoever the heck he or she wants to. So you're the driver. You're the driver of your list. I'm the driver of my list. Ryan's the driver of his list. Yeah, I would say good luck to that driver. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good luck to the tubers. I'm Sam Waldhart with me today. Ryan Waldhart, Micah Smith. Kyle is just... He's missing. (laughs) He's still there, guys. He's He's missing. He's on a milk carton somewhere, but he's coming back. I promise you. Uh, There's there's a lot going on there, but I'm going to let him tell you guys that himself. But he will be back. Um, so here we are on a Tuesday. Good weekend. Uh, we actually all got together on Saturday, which was cool, for a very important birthday. A Our VIP. grandma told, or turned 85. Yeah, it doesn't get more important than that. That felt like, that was so fun. So my parents, they, they own a duplex. My grandma lives next door, and like everybody lives really in the, a pretty tight circle, except for a couple of the families, but they made it. Everybody was there pretty much. Uh, a couple of people were missing, but that's not not what we're going to get into here. It was just a good time uh, for the most part. A couple injuries, a couple tears, and then the kids got hurt and cried as well. Um, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> no, but it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, you, I mean, what happened there? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, let's let's get into it. So my cousin brings up my son Ari. He was he was crying. I mean, he was crying really hard. He was doesn't it? he doesn't normally I wasn't even cry there that for hard. This. I missed it. And he was he was holding him. He carried him up the stairs and he brought him out in the garage. He's like, eh, I don't I don't know what happened, but their table fell over and he started crying. So he brought him up to me. We we looked at it. He would not put weight on it. So kind of right away we knew something you know was wrong, yeah. most most likely. But um, it took him a long time to calm down. We. Your your mom was actually very very great. She got us some some ice right away, so that was awesome. He he basically just kind of chilled out the rest of the time, and you, there was a bouncy house there for the yeah. kids. That was it was probably hurting him like <laughs> mentally more he, than anything. He, he was, was standing by just on one foot, standing watching all the kids play in that bouncy house. <laughs> I was just like watching him. He just like wasn't even saying anything, just like watching him. Oh, poor it, kid. Yeah, yeah, it was it was too bad. bad, but yeah. it, you know it's just part of growing up. So, yeah. So anyway, I, I can't believe you made it to four. Breaking for his first break. I mean, you were what two when you broke your arm? Your first, your first yeah, night? one, one or two. Yeah, <laughs> so it's one, like I mean, wow. he's, he's four or is he five? He's five. He's five. He's five. But he that's not f- the first time he broke a bone. Oh, it isn't. Technically, oh. he got bit by a dog when he was that's a year and a half. That's right. I forgot about that. And when the dog bit his arm, it actually dented and bent his bone a little bit. 
And so they counted that as as a, a type of bone. type of a break. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's that's number one. So this is this. So he broke two bones. Two in his bones. Foot. So he's at broken three now. And he's up to number three. He's catching me. Yeah, he's gonna catch you here yeah. before he knows. He's supposed to ride so, that dirt bike around the. <laughs> <laughs> he could ride that I, still. Yeah. You should, you should get on that instead of the pedal bike. Yeah, I might run into the fire hydrant and then I can <laughs> keep my count going. Yeah. So the first break of his arm. Is this going to be like a rookie of the year deal where he's going to be able to throw really, really hard? I, I told my wife that the first time when he hurt his arm, <laughs> he used his left hand for everything, and I think he maybe got better for oh, dexterity yeah. in his left hand. That'll and now this time, one. he hurt his right foot, so he's been hopping around on his left foot, his jumping foot. So I'm just like, you know, Joe, this isn't <laughs> the worst thing. He's just hopping all over the place on one yeah. foot. He's going to be dunking before we know it. I know. Yep. Good for him. That's the plan all along. I mean, good for him. I feel (laughs) terrible for the kid. It sucks watching him hop around the yard. I'm like, dude. But he did. He's like crawling everywhere. He's crawling, yeah. But he did come back from the doctor's office the next, because we took him in the next day because that night we just wanted to stay out of downtown for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, But the next morning we we took him in. He got back, and he had a big smile on his face. He goes, Dad, guess what? I I have two broken bones. He's (laughs) He's all proud of it. That's awesome. Good, good. That's a boy. Uh, so it is It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode 57. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, which you can starting next week. Actually, I think you can do it now. I think they opened up their patio. They're allowing people to sit around and, and drink their beer. Uh, but that, that needs to happen soon. <laughs> yes, we're going to have to do that. Uh, you do not have to miss out on their great beers. Monday through Friday, they're open from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., so you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer and a great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops with you is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020, and if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a dollar off your crowler. Or a dollar off a yeah, crowler and three dollars off your growler fill, which includes the brand new state of my PA named after the podcast. So, we obviously highly recommend that one, but we recommend all their great beer and seltzers. Getting into summer months, those seltzers will taste pretty dang good. So, um, and we'll just go from there. I'm gonna actually start. Usually, I'd pu- love it, pass it off, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with it. It's effort, we'll do it live. I'm drinking from Shorts Brewing Company, uh, the ooze. Uh, it's a milkshake-inspired IPA with lactose, vanilla, something of matcha tea. Is that M-A-T-C-H-A-T? Yeah, matcha. Matcha tea and pineapple. Good to tea. Shorts Brewing Company is, or Shorts Brew is in Elk Rapids, Michigan, which we've talked about them before. Yeah. Ryan. You're next, buddy. I am drinking Casual from City Built Brewing Company, and I thought this would be the first time that we graded it, but you guys are saying that Sam graded this the other day, I right? think I did. I I'm thought he did. I'm pretty sure I, knew, I did. I knew you had a City Built, and I just didn't know if it was this one or not. The can looks really familiar, so okay. I don't well, know it's pretty casual. Yeah, though. it's called Casual. <laughs> now I know it. Now I remember. Yeah, did yep. I? You said yeah. the, the, the same Same thing. joke. Oh, yeah. God, it. So this Recycled. is Recycled. Don't hazy... go back to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever episode it was. Hazy Pale Ale, DDH with Citra, El Dorado, Calista, and Sabro Hops. So um, this is a Puerto Rican place. I love it. They I have think it's... amazing tacos. Yeah, and their beer is pretty good too. Nice. Tonight I'm drinking from Transient Artisan Ales in Bridgman, Michigan. Hype Yeast. It's a double dry hopped IPA. 6.8%. It's a cool can. Yeah, it is. Yeah, cool it is cool. What does it say? Like, what does the red thing? Like, oh, it says hype yeast. That's like the supreme logo, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, 
Yeah. Whatever that is. I've well, seen that I've before. Seen it on, I've seen it like on t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Which is like a really popular brand, I think. I should probably stop Something before like that. I misspeak. Spike. Speak. Misspeak. Spake. <laughs> I love when you do that to me. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to get into the podcast. We're probably going to start here with our Facebook Live. We're going to talk about our, we're going to fill our banana boat with our least favorite athletes. We're going to have a good time doing it. We're going to have some listeners chime in. We're also going to talk on some Michigan football. And then we got the honey-do list for Steve Eiserman for the summer months coming up to make it a very successful offseason. You're insecure, don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't Alrighty, we're going to fill our banana boats on the Facebook Live of our least, four, four least favorite, how do I, least four favorite athletes of all time. The most four least favorite. <laughs> you're so mean. Hit that subscribe button. You're so mean. Alright, so if you're watching... Don't forget to listen and subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. You're if, and if you comment on this, you're, you're gonna hear your name on a podcast. I bet you that's never happened before, unless you've already done this before, right? You know what I was thinking? I could actually increase our numbers if I turned on my Facebook Live right now, right, from my phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll do that. Yeah, do it, and then you can read some uh, comments too. Have that ready to go. Man, how come I've never thought about that? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I've been trying to get you to simply share the podcast on your Facebook for 55 episodes oh, yeah. or whatever it is. That's true. I have 50 that. of them. And you, oh, yeah. You've yet to do I it. I don't do that. Maybe, I've been meaning to do that. Maybe one time. Who knows? I mean, no feelings were hurt in the making of this podcast other than mine. Um, but so we're going to, yeah, fill our banana boat with our least favorite four athletes of all time. And Mike is going to give us a quick start. But before you do that, can you remind, like, just tell the the Facebook watchers, obviously the listeners already know what you're drinking, but just give them a little quick shout out what what you're drinking tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Transient Ales, drinking Hype Yeast. Turn your volume down, right? I'm a noob. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Transient Ales, I'm drinking Hype Yeast. It's a double dry hopped IPA. Hype Yeast. Hype Yeast. All right. Start filling your banana boat there, Micah. So, we're going to start off with probably a, a Michigan favorite. Michigan least favorite? Right. Michigan yeah. least favorite? Yeah, I think that's how it works. <clears throat> Something like that. We're going to go with Claude Lemieux. Easy. I, I think it's easy. It's a good uh, one. Claude Lemieux. He's Detroit's Damn. number one enemy. <laughs> Ryan's like, I have no I'm, idea. I'm trying to put the team together. It's not, it's not Mario Lemieux. He was the Penguins. So, who's so, Claude Lemieux? So <laughs> Claude, so, t- yeah, go yeah, ahead. Type in Claude Lemieux. Explain it to him and the, the watchers that don't know. I, I'm on Facebook Live. I'm just trying to listen to you guys. Claude, Le- Claude Lemieux was he was a talker and a dirty player, and he eventually got what was coming to him. So yeah. he essentially what started the whole bloodbath relationship between Detroit and Colorado was a play by Claude Lemieux where it was along the boards, basically right in between the benches where he boarded Chris Draper and ended up Chris ended up basically getting his face absolutely planted into the top corner mm-hmm. of the boards, and and from there like all the, ins- the dasher. yeah all the ensuing fights and hatred came from that. Oh okay. And, I mean, if if you want a good explanation, it's so much better to watch something on YouTube. So go Google Claude Lemieux. Yeah, I think they should do a last dance on that rivalry. 
because that was unbelievable <laughs> for those yeah, times. It would be unreal. They even talked about it when they did the outdoor game. Yeah. When when they did the uh, what was it? The alumni game they called it the day before. The tensions were still a little high. Everyone remembered it, and you're never ever gonna forget it. And that I mean, for the people that lived through that game. I I mean, now that you're bringing this up, I do remember some of that stuff and and now that i even like can put a, a name to a team even like yeah i'm going back to my video game days and i can kind of piece it together <laughs> yeah so I he, was, he was a piece of work yep. he, and, and he was hated across the league even before that and, yeah. he, and his reputation didn't get any better oh okay no. so it wasn't just did he just score 700 goals in his career no he did not oh he scored no, but he got the absolute oh. crap beat out of him <clears throat> All anyways right. so next on your list number two this is going to be a shocker boys Jim Leland. No, he's Ooh, not wow. a player, but Jim Leland, the manager for the D- Detroit Tigers, absolutely dashed everyone's hopes. I feel like he did at times. I, at, uh, at times? Yeah. Yeah, at the worst times. I I think at some point we need to do, like, I don't know, a whole, a whole thing dedicated to why he wasn't as bad as everybody remembers. I so, would love so, that because it would really help me because I hated him in the moment. Yeah. And now had, that I look back, I'm like, maybe he wasn't so bad. I yeah, don't know. He had some like, questionable I decisions. I, I know well, that. Well, yeah. Okay. And like his I, obsession with Don Kelly. Like, come on, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Don <laughs> Kelly. Don oh, Kelly. man. No, but honestly, he brought the Tigers to the places that all of us fans wanted the Tigers to be. Yeah. Like, he brought us to the World Series, all the Twice. championships. It's great. But the buck stops there. His his pride, his his want for his managing skills to be shown and on display got the best of him. Yeah. Made made terrible calls. I think so he he was the one that in the he was the ALCS against Boston, right? Yeah. That is the one that really drove me nuts. I don't I don't blame him for the the one where they actually made the World Series. Like the bats at got absolutely cold. Verlander got absolutely smoked. But that year I think was the best team, and I think he really screwed that one up, mainly in that game alone. And then he, I mean, a lot of questionable moves in that whole series. It just drives me nuts. You look at the numbers of that series, and it's like, how in the world did you lose that series in six? It makes well, I think it was That's... six. It makes no sense. You had like half half of the Boston Red Sox, actually more than half of the Boston were hitting under a hundred, and you lost. You were down two nothing or something. It was just yeah. The, I don't want yeah. They had the no most, hitters going in like three or four straight. That's games. that's the one that drew drove me nuts. The most capable roster and starting rotation we have had in my lifetime. It was insane. It was, it was it's one of the best rotations of all time. I truly believe that. Hundred uh, percent. We do have, before you get into yeah. uh, a couple more here. We do have a couple comments here that I want to bring up. Uh, Chris Dedinus asked about the hats. The hats? The hats. So we have a sponsor, the House Brewing Company and Cafe. They gave us these hats. They're a sponsor for, for the podcast. They're a sponsor for our softball team. That's really where the hats kind of got involved. But uh, we, we rock the hats. We rock the shirts every time we can. Um, they're nice-looking hats. You can buy them uh, every at the House Brewing Company and yeah, Cafe. Every time I wear this hat to work, I get, like, seven or eight comments It is it. a really nice-looking hat. Usually I don't yeah. like the hats that, like, you have to clip in the back. Snapback. Snap. Is that what it's called? Yep. Snapbacks or like trucker. Is that the right? Right. Trucker word? hat. Truckers yeah. or snap. Yeah. Like that's not my style. This is the. This is it one is of my now. favorite hats. It's. I have two hats that I go to every time. It's my Tigers hat and this hat. It's a comfortable hat. It's a really nice hat. Thanks for bringing up. Yeah. 
Go get yourself a hat. You should go get yourself a hat. It's a really nice hat. Yep. All right, so number three on your least favorite number athletes th- of all time. Number three. Or coaches, I guess, managers. Another Red Wings enemy, personally. Shea Weber. <sighs> really? Shea right. Weber. That's your list. Okay. What team is that? Well, he was on the he was on uh, the Predators for a while, and then he got traded to Montreal. This is a moment where he was on the Predators. So what he did to Henrik Zetterberg in the 2012 oh, Western yep. Conference quarterfinals, game one, five seconds left in regulation. The game was over. It was a two-goal win, I believe. Right? I, I thought it was a one-goal difference. It might have been one. I guess it doesn't matter. What? Anyways, so, Wow. Cut me off. Yeah, good job. <laughs> so they're they're down in Nashville's zone on the faceoff. Nashville wins the faceoff, goes to the corner. Zetterberg bolts over there to Weber, digging for the puck. And Weber literally grabbed his head, didn't he? Weber, well, threw a punch first. And then when he missed him, he grabbed his head and went like this. Yeah. Against the glass. No suspension, nothing. He, I do remember that. Apparently, he got fined. He got a measly fine. Yeah. I was so livid in the moment. I couldn't – he didn't even draw a penalty. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I get that. I I would, I remember that exact moment. Hated it. He wasn't – it didn't make me mad enough in the, for the, to make the list because, I mean, he's a pretty cool guy, too, off the ice. And sure. Like, you see what he's doing now with Montreal, and, you, and you're kind of like, all right, he – He's a decent dude, but I get your anger in that moment. But to make it worse, apparently he joked about it with his teammates afterwards. Yeah. Laughed it. I, I, would, didn't, I, I didn't like that. That was so I would, too. Unbelievable. That's kind of the thing I would <laughs> do. you see what I got away with? <laughs> Look what yeah. I just did to Zetterberg. But, no, I get it. I get your anger. All right, so let's, let's, let's give you your, your fourth seat for the banana boat. Gosh, I don't even want to say it. I'm going to get crucified here. Ten cent fine. Ten cent fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? I was actually, Chris. I was actually gonna say like two thousand pennies. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what it was. But so I like to save the best for last. Okay, I'm excited. Of your least favorite, let's do it. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> this one's stupid. Michael Jordan. Oh wow. <laughs> do not like the guy. He should make all. every list, so that makes sense. Can't stand him. So. He would be mad if he didn't make the list, and he would call us out because of it. If he didn't make the list? Yeah. No, it would fuel him to win he, another championship, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. He'd probably be like, I'm going to be the best owner well, moving yeah. forward. Well, honestly, he, he could have won another championship if he didn't go play piss-poor baseball. So, well, there's that. Who One or knows, two. Yeah. Who knows why he left? I mean, come on. It doesn't really matter. I do. Yeah. He was forced out. So, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. So, I... I grew up, you know, as a kid, like liking the Pistons because it was just like the hometown team. You know, yeah. I, I had Grant Hill jerseys, a couple of them. Loved Grant Hill. So for that reason, I mean, I didn't like Michael Jordan. Yeah. No, I, I, mean, I agree. He, I feel like people sugarcoat what he is. Like in the, in, in the state of Michigan, like you shouldn't love him. You should not love who he is. I, I believe that too. Like who he is, who he was as a basketball player, who he is as a person. I mean, what are you, what are you trying to say? I, I'm I not mean, allowed to as, appreciate the greatness? A, as the biggest enemy of your Detroit Pistons, you should not love him now. Now that he's done, you should you, For sure. you, you should still hate it. You should still hate it. Top four might be a stretch in my eyes, but I get it. Like, And I think people's love for him 
makes me hate him even more. And like dr- it, that yeah. drives me nuts. That's why I get it because I'll probably have a name on there that people are like, yeah. wait, what? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> after watching that Pistons 30 for 30, it kind of enhanced that pick a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't watch the last stance like you guys did. You should. You, you guys have a different perspective. But from what I know, from what I've seen, I, I don't like him. I just don't. You know, the he he could have had a couple more rings if he didn't go play baseball. How how was how that just equate to rings if he didn't play baseball? Like why didn't why didn't he beat the Pistons? There shouldn't be an argument for it for his greatness. Why, I, I why, believe. why didn't he beat the Pistons and get one more ring then? Yeah. The Pistons were just better. All right. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you are next with your Beer first. Beer, yeah. Tell tell the the watchers. Obviously, the listeners already know, but yep. we got watchers that are, yep. that are drinking. Ca- what you're drinking casual from City Built Brewing Company, right in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, hazy pale ale, and um, yeah, it's good. I'll listen to the whole thing. And you'll hear the grade. Yeah. So, so so what we're doing is we're we're giving our banana boat, which is four seats. There are four seats available on our banana boat, and we're we're naming our least four favorite athletes of all time. So. Our least four favorite athletes. Whatever, man. Just just move on. <laughs> just move on. He's so mean to me. I just can't. <laughs> I got to wrap my mind around that, you know? Just give me some time. All right. Number oh, one. There we go. Number one, this is the easiest one. If I, This is a very difficult list for me to put together because most of the people that I hate are great players that were nemesis at some point. Okay. And eventually, I usually come to really respect and like the great ones because I, I respect their work ethic. There's something that they're doing that other people are not doing. And I like talent. So that's where I gravitate towards. But this guy, I, I will, I don't think I'll ever have anything but that kind of initial terrible hatred for him. And it is, Who is Le- it? LeBron James. Greatest NBA player of all time. I agree. But I get right. why you hate him. I, you're just trying to sucker me into this. Look, There's look, so many freaking reasons why he's not the, same, the greatest the of all same time. The same argument he has can no go freaking chance. for LeBron. Like, when he was on Cleveland and he scored, what was it, 25 straight points? I think that's the anniversary was today or yesterday or something well, like that. against the Pistons? When he did that against the Pistons, I hated him. I was done with him. Well, you should always hate him forever then because if you did that against your team one time, then I you know. should forever hate him. I know, but I don't know. I feel feel like once people started hating him. I thought that's what you just told me. I did. I did. I know. I'm, I'm a hypocrite sometimes, <laughs> but just get over it. I feel like when people started hating him and turning on him that's when i'm like oh he's not that bad no, like I, all right he's, I hated he's really him good when they was he was exalting himself as king james when he was 18 years old yeah he's always had that and then and then you go off and win a championship and before you do anything you're talking about how great you are and how you're the greatest player in the world and then later on like you're watching a championship and instead of celebrating with your like talking about the team and how good your team was and you're how proud of your teammates you I were agree. he's like and that's when i knew that i just met myself as as the goat man like i'm the greatest of yeah. all time are you kidding me I that's the first like, thing you go to yeah he and is you, always a look at me first guy he and is, that bothers me he is so much all about himself it drives me crazy i cannot it, stand that personality type where everything is about him even jordan like at least he was the one admitting that he needed to score a little bit less to be a little bit more successful. And he was all about it. Like he was the Kobe type where he would demand more of his teammates. This guy is so involved and so engulfed in himself. I can't handle it. I, hmm. I, I, all of your arguments make, make sense. They do. And I don't like I his little argue, crab but I'm not a big thing, whatever like, that is. He's still one of my favorite players. Like I like, I like what he does. I do. All right. I got to be successful. Yeah. Move, move on. on. Number let's two. On. That could, that could be a topic yeah. for another day. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm in a fighting mood. I have been the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I don't so know why. I just, so is half a Grand Rapids. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I wasn't fighting that way. Feisty. I could fight people. Never mind. I'm going to flip this table. Paul Pierce, <laughs> number two. Paul Pierce, the most unathletic NBA player to ever be in the league. I and somehow, him. and somehow be a really, really good player. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't. I'm just watching that guy move. He kind of. It's probably bad, but like his posture, you know, like his rounded shoulders kind of facing forward and just slow, but then he just makes his shots and thinks he's really, really good. It's like I, I, when I was my 16-year-old self, I'm just like, I just want to go guard that guy and shut him down. <laughs> shut him down. Because yeah. I felt like I could because he was so unathletic. I hated Paul Pierce. Overrated, I hate right? Paul Pierce. I hate who he is off the court. I hate who he is on the court. I feel like he's a wuss. I feel like he's like, he is the, oh, like a LeBron the stereotypical Basketball player that can't take any physical pain. Like, that's what I picture like, is like. Like LeBron, yeah. No, LeBron's no. different. Oh. LeBron manhandles people and like with his body. But with I feel like tears. Paul Pierce, like when he got taken off, he got carried off like he was in the worst pain ever. Yeah, he claims that he pooped his pants now, but well, come on. <laughs> that's not the case. He got in a wheelchair, pushed off the court because of his shoulder injury, and then he comes out and plays and acts like he's here. Drives me nuts. I know. I hate that guy. He plays I, the hero card. <laughs> he should. He might. He almost made my list. He was on my honorable mention. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know where I got that idea from. <laughs> Paul Pierce. I I don't like that nice. guy. Nice. Yeah. And he's he's even worse as an analyst. Oh, even he worse. Is. He's so bad. Yeah. He's got nothing to say. So if right. Paul Pierce is listening, you suck. I hope he's listening. Though. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate the listen. And share us with some friends <laughs> yeah. and help us grow our audience. <laughs> and donate, <laughs> donate, sponsor. I mean, we'll we, we'll yeah. be our favorite player pretty soon here. Yeah, Just takes a little money. Uh, yep. <laughs> You can buy my happiness. <laughs> Number three. Number three is Trent Dilfer. This is... <laughs> it's so random. That yeah. is a really random one. So I I said right away how my favorite player is all about... Or my most hated players like Kobe Bryant, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, like even we even brought up like Phil Mickelson, some of these guys Whoa, on hey, your those, list. These are Whoa. for me to bring up. Whoa. Come on, man. Hold on now. These are guys <laughs> that I, I hated that are all-time greats, but I come to respect them with time. Derek Jeter, another one. Like, I could not stand I, him early on. I still on, can't stand Derek Jeter. But I came to really respect him and, and really like the guy, watch the guy play when he's 40 years old, you know, playing shortstop still. You just don't see that very often, and I respected it. So, anyways, Trent Dilfer, I think, was just the most overrated player. That had nothing to do with Trent Dilfer. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Except that this guy is completely different because I felt like he was never good enough to be an NFL quarterback. And that's where I'm going with this. Okay. Is right. He was so bad. And then he won a, a Super, Super Bowl. <laughs> and like everything in me was just like, why him? Like, why did he have to win it? Joe Flacco was a close one on this list too. But I think Trent Dilfer. Flacco, I, Joe. Flacco is a terrible quarterback. and <laughs> But Trent Dilfer was worse. So that's why he's on the list. So we got some comments. Yeah, we do have some comments. All right, let's I do that before. Ryan, you, you've done three so far? I've done three, yeah. All right, yep. so so let's let let's give our listeners some some of the accolades. Is that how you use that word right? Yeah. And then can you, and then you can go your no, no chance. Come on, man. <laughs> some accolades is like praise, right? Yeah. So we're, praise, sure. we're praising these guys for leaving comments. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, read some of those comments because I don't I still yeah, lose yeah. them every time. I don't know what's going on. It was there and now it's gone. Yeah, so so Johnny, he wrote one hockey Sean Avery. Ooh. Okay. Really? Follow him on Instagram and you'll start loving him. Oh, yeah, follow him. One of the on best Instagram. Instagram follows of all time. Listen to his interview <laughs> on Spit and Chicklets. Unbelievable. It is epic. He's so good. 
Uh, Hated him as a player at times, but... So he's got basically one for each sport. Basketball, he's got Reggie Miller. An Indiana Pacer. That's an easy Well that's, done. Yeah, that's a good one, too. He's on my list, but I don't want to give it anything away. So for football, <laughs> he's got Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. He was just so unfortunate. I didn't I didn't hate him because he was never good, really. Yeah, I thought it was he funny. He was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I yeah, kind of thought it was he funny. He was funny. Yeah. 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 And then for baseball, he's got A-Rod. Yeah. I liked A-Rod. I was always an A-Rod fan, but I also... I see why people hate him. him. Yeah. I see because he's so strange. He's so easy to hit, easy to hate. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think John's honorable mention is probably the funniest. <laughs> Mark Butt Fumble oh, Sanchez. Yes. I'll yep. never forget when people were saying Stafford was the, like the fourth best quarterback in his draft, and Mark Sanchez was number one. I was like, "Are you guys idiots?" Just because he, oh my, that that made me hate Mark Sanchez so badly. And when the butt fumble happened on Thanksgiving oh, Day, it was, so funny. it was the best Thanksgiving Day of my life. It made me so happy. Yeah, I yeah, I remember feeling the same way. When <laughs> it was that happened. just like, good, <laughs> you you know you suck, buddy. So for the people that are just joining us, we're doing our our four least favorite athletes of all time. Uh, and we're just kind of going. Micah did his four. Ryan's done three of his four. He's about to jump into his fourth, unless we have more comments. Micah? Yeah. He goes, he was so overrated at USC. Yeah. Said John. Okay. That, that was just a string of USC quarterbacks. Yeah. They couldn't do anything but be praised and be thought of as the number one overall pick. Yeah. Well, you know what school's kind of doing that as of recent? Ohio State. With their quarterbacks? Yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Justin Fields does. I yeah, we'll feel see. like he's a pretty good prospect here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, Troy Smith was one. Uh, Terrell Pryor was one. I don't know any others. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. I, the yeah, he the jury's still out, but I think he's going to end up being a bust. Like, I'm surprised they didn't move on from him then. But, uh, yeah. i got to get to my fourth. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Jonathan Papelbon, closer for the Red Sox. You guys remember him? Oh, yeah. Papelbon. Yep. Papelbon. So Papelbon. I had I had to have <laughs> he was a, somebody. Oh my gosh! Guy. Him and his like look. So he'd sprint and he'd like he'd be like flexing his muscles. Not not a big guy, like small guy, but he he'd was, be like big shoulders and everything, big arms. Come on, man! What are, who are you trying to? Yeah, yeah, fool. He was like, trying to be like John Rocker. Yeah, exactly. Oh, John. Remember Rocker. that guy? <laughs> that he was fun. He was fun to watch. But no, Papelbon, I could not handle. And the whole Red Sox team during that time frame. I, I hated all of them. But, again, I, I fell in the same trap. Like, David Ortiz should be on this list because of how much he absolutely destroyed the Tigers. Sorry, who? David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Oh, oh yeah. man, how was he not on my list? But I like the guy. I Might think be. he's awesome. I don't like the guy. You don't like him now? No. As an announcer? I feel like he's fake. He's, I feel like he's fake. Dude. I think he's hilarious. He's really good. He's like, that's my boy. Like, uh, he's he's going deep. I like. I appreciate him. Yeah, I don't know. Not like a fan. Him. Not a fan. You didn't sell him one bit. I didn't want to try. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that guy. He drives me nuts. I liked him. And, and then people forget the fact that he was connected to steroids. People just just go right over it. Like, it's no big deal. Nothing to see here. Come on, dude. You're just as bad as the other ones. So, no. I, I, no. You didn't like You're Barry wrong. Bonds, did you? you didn't I did have, like Barry Bonds. You didn't have him on your list. <laughs> no, he wasn't, but he should have been. That was one that I should have put on there. No, but, but what I mean is, like, I, I like that he was still 40 years, years old and hitting bombs. Like, I like that kind of skill set. I like that kind of skill set. So he didn't make the list, so I had to choose somebody. Jonathan Papelbon was a tool. He was so overrated, and he was part of that Red Sox team. So 
Easy pick. All right, so I went back to one. When I posted on the, the Facebook that we were going to go live, and Matt Cranmer, not watching. He should be watching. I don't know why he's not, but uh, his four was Claude Turtle, Le Turtle, which is Lemieux. He had Mike Keane. Keenan, Keane. Uh, Patrick Waugh was another one. That's a good one. This is a hockey guy. Mm-hmm. And then he said Michael Jordan. Hey. Despite the mad respect for his talent. So. Um, I, nice. I know this person that you speak of. Did Matt. I just? Yeah, yeah, the, the listener, Matt. Matt, Matt Cranmer? Cranmer. Yeah, that made you do? the comment. I do know him. And How do you know him? Those might be the four people he just Googled and and found well, no, first. No, two of them were, were, were uh, Avalanche, okay, well, okay, so well, he's a hockey he, guy. Well, then he's the four. He's the, those are the four people that he remembers from one video game. Not Kramer. Cranmer. It's a different guy. Oh, yeah. I thought you said <laughs> Matt Cranmer. Cranmer. He's a hockey guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry about well, it. Well, I take it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Matt. So, Not that he's watching or anything. So really quick. Yeah, yeah we well, have any more. John Allen goes, he goes, A-Rod doesn't make the list if he didn't have J-Lo. <laughs> I see it. Doesn't make, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. He is trying to buy the Mets as well. Which is interesting. With J-Lo's money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somehow she made more money than him, yeah. even though he was the highest paid baseball player of all time, probably. All right. All right. So I am going to get into my four here. Claude Giroux has already been brought up multiple times. He was on my list. Claude Giroux? Sorry. Nope. I love Claude Giroux. <laughs> Claude Lemieux. <laughs> I've had a lot to drink here. Like, I mean, yeah, I was gonna, you, you guys have been doing a lot of talking. You guys have been doing a lot of talking, so of course I'm just I'm nothing else to do. I've been talking too low, but uh, yeah, Claude Lemieux. Nobody in the state of Michigan likes that dude. Nobody in the state, nobody in hockey really likes the dude. Even no, like I mean, he played on so many different teams. Everybody hates him. So uh, nothing to see here. Pablo Sandoval, really, probably a good guy, but what he did to us in the World Series, it's not fair. Was it 2012? Yeah, 2012, 11 or 12. I don't know. I, I think it was 12. Ever, oh, it was, dude. I remember yeah. I was playing. I was playing beer league hockey at, at Walker, and you can see the TV from the bench. And I remember watching the game through the. And the oh my gosh! He just kept hitting home runs. Yeah, he kept. What did he hit? Like eight home runs in the World yeah, Series, something seven, like that. Seven, I think. Yeah, three in the game. Yeah, I don't know. Stop yeah, giving insane. him pitches to hit. So Claude Lemieux, Pablo Sandoval, another one that hurts me. When the I think Tigers lost to Texas Rangers in the ALCS one year. Yeah. Nelson Cruz. Yep. Single. He was basically he was yeah. basically the exact same reason yeah. as I hate Pablo Sandoval. He absolutely killed Detroit Tigers. And then that he year. did the he did the one zero zero for hundred. Yeah. One zero zero out. He said. I was and like, oh, this dude's he's it, on my list. I'm pretty sure that was in the eighth inning too. I knew from then on he was going to be on my list of most hated people. And then he he tested positive for steroids and yep. Go I was yourself. like, good, good. We should have <laughs> had that year too. Yeah. Should have been yeah, another one. Go get your steroids. All right, no, no, no. Micah, get some comments ready because I'm gonna, I'm about to give my fourth, and we'll move on uh, to some honorable mention. Someone already mentioned Reggie Miller today. Hate the guy. Never, I don't there, like him. Yeah, is there a so, reason? Yeah, why? Why is he so hated? Honestly, I don't like him mainly because of Poe. Like every time he comes on the Dan Patrick show, he sounds like a like I I don't know, man. He says stuff that he's so arrogant, and he talks about how he's like. He, he talks about himself all the time. That as bothers it, as me. As if he's an all-time great. As as if he's an all-time great, and he is far from it. Yeah, he talks himself far like far from. I don't it. know, like LeBron does. And it could be the mm, same. The best memory of Reggie Miller is getting blocked by Tayshawn Prince, and then throwing his hands up like, "Oh, I got fouled." That was a great moment. Such a great moment. 
So we probably should have got off my house because one of the greatest moments in Detroit basketball history. No, because it was so likable to hate. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. He he thinks he's a lot better than you. And then he was on the Last Dance documentary talking about how, oh, I did this with, with Mike. I called him Mike. And I'm like, don't. No, you're far. You're like, just just shut up. No, you, Why do we care about you? I don't understand why people care about him. So it Car- makes no sense to me. So Carrie's bringing up somebody that I'm I'm really surprised that you guys did not have him on your list. Crosby? I like Crosby. I hated him for a while. Yeah, you sure did. I respect the guy a ton. He is I can, so I, good. I know how that is, yeah. Micah? I was surprised he wasn't on Micah's list. <laughs> I was very surprised he wasn't on Micah's list. He's on my honorable mentions, that's for sure. <laughs> is he? Oh, for sure. Can right. I can I just throw a random one out there because I I really did hate this running back from Ohio State way back in the day. Yeah. Maurice Claret. Does anybody remember? Oh yeah. Maurice Claret from like I think it was 2001, their national championship year. He was a freshman running back that then declared for the pros even though he wasn't eligible yet and he was overweight and he, he wasn't that good. <laughs> he was really bad. Was, overweight I, to understatement. I could not I could not handle that guy. But I loved seeing. I mean, it's probably it's not nice now. Like, I mean, the guy. I wish it's he's not probably, nice now. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm older, I like <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been rooting for him to fail so badly. But he definitely failed. He did not succeed in the NFL. Just kind of a, a remembrance, you know, do, back in the day. You know how you started it off with? Do you guys remember? No, I don't remember. Another unforget or another forgettable Buckeye. Thank you. Oh, yeah. sorry. For no, you. they hurt me so much. I try to forget them. Then they haunt me in my sleep. So we had a, another couple more comments here. Uh, yeah, J- John, he, he agrees Reggie Miller has a face for radio. He, he's just a douchebag. He, he is. I'm sorry, but he is. Reggie Miller is is a complete – he probably wasn't even the best basketball player in his family. I heard his sister was better. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> – his sister crushed it. <laughs> his sister is one of the best basketball players, women's basketball players of all time. She is. All right, so Chris, he said, I don't like how Crosby cried all the time, but he has grown up a little. I don't hate him quite as much as I am with Sam, I, and I respect him, basically, is what he's at. He was one of the most – he was probably target number one to the state of Michigan for a long time. Like, people absolutely hated him, and I feel like it's kind of gone away the dodo bird, for, yeah. for the back, lack of a better term. If you weren't a Pens fan, you hated him. Yeah. 100%. You, you, there's, you didn't – you didn't like him at all. Yeah. Even if even if you were in Edmonton or out in California, you hated the guy. Robert Ory, another one we yes. could bring up. Yes, Robert Ory because of the shot. The shot. The shot that he, that, that should have been another championship for the Pistons, and that shot is, is basically the only thing that took it away from him, I feel like. So he was on my honorable mention list he did as well. so many times, though, yeah. Manu Ginobili, manhandled the yeah, Pistons at times. Like, I, I, mean, him. I I did not like Manu. Did yeah, not man. like mine. Ray Lewis probably should have been on my list. I can't stand how much people love that guy. I can't stand it because he murdered it, got, or he was part of a murder, got away with it, scotch free, scotch free. Yeah, that's the right word. Yep. And then scot free, scotch, <laughs> scotch free. Is it scot free? I don't know. It's like scotch tape. I'm not sure if that's right. I don't know. It doesn't or he got, he got away with it, and then he also got caught like drinking. Was it antler? Antlers, like deer antler stuff spray or what? something like that. Like when he was trying to come back from his injury, I didn't know about that. his shoulder. Like when they won the Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl. Jeez, I don't I, like him. Another I don't athlete. Like, above and then he was the like, law. "It's two for me. 
that's two for me. Like it, I just it just sticks in my mind him just yelling that over and over again. Um, I think we can all agree Aaron Rodgers is one of the complete a holes in the world. For um, sure. Phil Mickelson, I'm not a big fan of, and it might be a little too soon, but I think Kobe Bryant should be mentioned in one of the most hated. I don't really care about him. Oh, jeez. Jeez, yeah. That, that was, was too really far, hard. Mike. That was, yeah. Mike, it was the one Take that went back. too far with this one. <laughs> nah. We're going to be officially issuing an apology soon. <laughs> no, I mean, he was definitely. That would mean people are listening, so that's good. I hope we, I hope you're there. I hope you're right. He he definitely was, was either you loved him or you hated him. There was hardly anything in between. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people could, like I said, he was on my list for a long time. And then eventually I'm just I became a fan of the guy and his work ethic and how much he really put in back to the game. So that's the reason he wasn't on my list, but I can I would understand. Yeah. Uh, another one that's kind of off the radar, Novak Djokovic. Drove me nuts. He he I like so, him. So I didn't like I liked him at first. I liked how he like put on a show and he was funny. He was doing like impressions and stuff like that on the US open court and stuff like that. But then he started winning. And that really bothered me. Like I feel like he stole some majors from my favorite. My favorite is uh, Roger Federer, who might be losing out on on his uh, Grand Slam titles too. Exactly. That's what I feel like. Nadal is almost there. Djokovic is almost there. Yeah, and, and that that makes me nervous because I love what Roger Federer is on and off the court. Like I, so. I feel like you gotta hate somebody just because you love somebody, and he's this rival. Yeah. I hated Nadal for a while. Well, Nadal was, I started was to like Nadal. Me, yeah. yeah. So, another comment: Bob and Karen said, "How do you feel about Michael Strahan?" Over, you know overrated. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I actually hated him as a player. Did you? That's actually funny to bring it up because I could not stand him. I wanted the Giants to lose because of him alone, like really? nothing, nothing else. Yeah. Well, there was another comment about Eli Manning. Did you guys hate Eli Manning? That I so no. I overrated. Know, yeah, definitely overrated. Overrated, but like he's I never got that little hated brother. the guy. Yeah, he's got that little yeah. brother thing going on. Yeah, little brothers are a holes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I mean I was a huge fan of Peyton, so it was like Eli. Like I hope you do well, but not as good as Peyton. Yeah. See, it was more like the fact that he took Super Bowls from Tom Brady is what bothered me. Oh, so that's what I liked about him. Really. Yeah, man. I I feel like he lucked into Super Bowls. I feel like, the same way. Like the like, helmet catch and like the there was there was a couple that I mean. Did you see what happened before uh, that helmet catch? Yeah, he, uh, he was in the grasp and they just let him play it off. The off. most athletic play from an un- unathletic <laughs> guy I've ever seen. <laughs> he should have. They should have called him down. It's they like should have the called him down. Athleticism. <laughs> they should have called him down. He was in the grasp. Like get out of here. Nobody's me. ever argued that. All right. Really. Uh, I feel like you should have called him down. Nah. Because if, if, if somebody hit him no a way, second man. time, they would have called a late hit for free first down. So, like, w- w- be consistent one way or the other. Either call in the grasp or stop calling late hits on quarterbacks. Because if, somebody came, in, never in, if someone yeah. came in and hit him, they would have called are, a late hit. They're just arguing rules. That's not, that's not <laughs> arguing Eli. <laughs> Don't get either. him started on rules. <laughs> yeah. Rules are the list. Onward with the list. All right. Any more comments that we should we should get to here before we – we sign off for the Facebook Live and keep this awesome podcast rolling, or what? <laughs> Your sister says that's basically how I feel. Little brothers are a-holes. Wait, is that my sister or your wife? 
That would be both. Both. So you just went to my. Okay, she she does love you. I did call her out last episode. She... <laughs> <laughs> just as a joke. She must be getting back in yeah. it. That's she's, fair. She's all fired up. That's fair. She knew you would read that one. I don't like that. That doesn't make you go six to midnight. I don't know what will. Look, obviously we got three Michigan fans right here, but we're inside a hundred days until college football season. Boom! I'm really excited about it. Like I love How college can't football. You be excited. And when when we started when we decided on talking about college football, so so excited. Like I, I mean I I. I, it's something to look forward to. It's something to look forward to. It's it in this in this world that we're living in right now. So exciting to think if I mean, don't even let me start thinking about the fact that it might not happen. <laughs> this is going to happen. It's, it's happen. going to be awesome. It's going to be one of the best seasons ever. Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. They're going to win the national championship. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> one can dream. <laughs> but, <laughs> one can dream. Oh man, we're all dreaming, man. We're talking Michigan football. If, if you guys haven't figured that out by now, uh, we're going to talk about some key recruits, some names to keep an eye on that are going to fill the roles that, that were drafted in the NFL. we got some offensive line to talk about. we got some running backs to talk about. And, of course, we have a nice little quarterback battle. So we're going to talk about all of those things, and we're going to try to do it timely. But if not, it's not the end of the world because we always have next week to talk about other stuff. So, Micah, I'm I'm literally handing it over to you. Like Just, Love just it. go, buddy. Love it. So – Let's get this started with the recruits, okay? So this current cycle that we're in, um, we're just going to start off with basically the crown jewel. So why not? The kid's rated number 15 nationally, and he's the number two pro QB in the nation, J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. So he's so, coming out next year. Yes, he's coming it, out next year. It's a 2021 recruit. Yep, he's a 2021 recruit. He's originally out of uh, Nazareth Academy from Illinois. But now, notably, he's transferring to IMG Academy in Florida, okay, to finish out his high school season. Not his high school year, just the season, because he's going to enroll early at Michigan. Nazareth, come forth. Right. (laughs) So so there, he's actually going to be joining his uh, fellow future. Why do you think that was so funny? That's good. He's going to join his uh, fellow future classmate, Greg Crippen. The center at IMG. Okay. I mean, do peanut butter and jelly belong together? Of course they do. <laughs> nice. Come that's on, good. you guys. So he's a center that's going to be also a Michigan recruit. Correct. That's okay. awesome. Like who? Yeah. Like Shea Patterson and Cesar Ruiz. Okay. They both did. I didn't know that. Yeah, yep. I didn't either. That actually makes me a little less excited. <laughs> well, I, that didn't work out so well yeah. the first time. Ruiz was pretty good. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad peanut butter and jelly. Those, the... the, the <laughs> The bread was stale. Really the bread quick. was stale. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, there was nothing. It was just jelly, yeah. basically, with that one. Um, Side note, peanut butter and cheese is better than peanut butter and jelly. What? <laughs> All right. He All right. is officially drunk. Yep. <laughs> Try it. So we're moving on. No, okay, so Alan True um, of 247 Sports, or 247 Sports, whatever they, you know. <laughs> Mike is reading. Wow. <laughs> so he says he's got a fantastic arm talent can make every throw on the field and is consistent with accuracy and placement and has clean mechanics. 
If that's not music to Michigan football fans' ears, I don't know what is. I really like hearing that. And what I really like about this guy is is all of the chatter about he should go somewhere else and hardball this, hardball that is not the answer. He's like, no, I'm I'm blue to the core. He's committed. It's not going to be someone that changes, I, I believe. He, he and fo- I love that. He follows it up with, he says he's also a smart, competitive kid who has excelled in big games and big situations. Look, I'm sold. Look, I don't go on the Twitter very often, but I've seen like some of the quotes. That this dude is confident. He is a confident sob. He's going to be our confident sob, and I hope it's I hope he's successful. Kind, yeah. <laughs> and, and listen, all, all this stuff is just eye test. Yeah. I mean, even to the coaches right now, because because uh, of all the lockdown stuff. But through all the videos I've seen of him, man, does he look good? You, he just looks dialed in and ready to go. The way he moves around and just yes. kind of scrambles and makes plays out of nothing, he reminds me of like a Johnny Menzel. Just the craziness that can come from some of his plays. Someone that's just right? better than everybody around him. Yeah, I mean, right. he just he just gets that's what away. Johnny Manziel was. But the other thing that I think is really no th- uh, noteworthy about him is his deep ball. He throws mm-hmm. a really, really good deep ball. Very good deep ball. And I think you know how college coaches like to baby quarterbacks a lot. And so, like, you get these guys that, are, that have big arms and stuff, and then they just throw everything down underneath. And they're just like, well, you got to work on that. And then they don't do that very well. Well, I think this is one of those guys that would benefit from that to learn that side of his game. But when it comes to just scrambling and, like, you can't teach – you cannot teach that part of being a quarterback. And he's proven it at least at a high level in high school that he's really good at scrambling. Right. He's really good at the deep ball, and, he, and he's really good at winning. Right, yeah. So, so if you're keeping score at home – Yes, we are already looking to the next Michigan quarterback. That's, that's going to be amazing. September Heisman, right? I mean, yeah. that's basically, that's basically the, the MO of Michigan football fans is like, well, well, just wait till next year and you see this guy. Wait till this next year and you see this guy. <laughs> yeah, but Boom. since Harbaugh has been here, we have never had a quarterback like this, a, a quarterback recruit come through the system like this. Yeah, you're exactly right. So Peters kind of was, wasn't he? He was supposed to be. He, he was a yes. five-star Yes, he was supposed to be that that was that was Jim's kind of first crown jewel for QBs. Is, mm-hmm. I mean he was a four star QB and he's okay. I mean he's serviceable in, in the college world right now. He's doing well for Lovey Smith in Illinois currently, but he's not that great player you're looking for. He just he's just not. Yeah, he's not a national but, yeah. But the the rumblings we were hearing of JJ these are the rumblings like you would hear of like a, a, a Jabril or like a or like a Donovan Peoples Jones. He, he's 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 in that echelon up there. He he's not quite to that rating that those guys acquired in their high school days. But this is a guy to be excited about. It's also a position that's harder to do that at. I feel like hundred um, percent. So so let's so, quickly. You got a couple more. That, let's kind of burn yep. through, and then then we can get into the the team that we're going to look at next year. So Giovanni Alhadi is another one. Uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. This guy was the first commit in this 2021 class as of March last year. The man understands commitment, and I commend him for that because a lot of these kids, they don't give a crap what commitment no. means. We're just looking for attention. Yep. So he's the 67th-ranked player in the nation, 11th-ranked tackle. So that's going to help J.J. McCarthy Offensive excel tackle. where he needs to and go. You also have the center that you mentioned in the same class. Same class, and there's, I want to say, two more in that class, and then there's two more that they're targeting that they're, it looks like they're probably going to get. Cool. So um, to 
to kind of play off of what JJ and Giovanni are going to be doing, AJ Henning of last recruiting class, okay, 2020, someone who's already at school. Okay. Cool. Four-star wideout from Illinois, Gatorade Player of the Year for Illinois. I like that. So he is, he's not quite 100. He's a 101 national recruit ranking. And him and J.J. McArthur are actually super tight right now because they played against each other in Illinois. They respect each other, and they are both excited to get to work in Ann Arbor. How do you respect someone that you play against? You become friends <laughs> with them? I mean, I get, I get it, but it's like, Man, I hated people that were competitive against me. Yeah, I think I think these guys are different, <laughs> true. Though. Yeah, that's like true. If, they're if they're looking way down the road. Yeah, these guys are training to be NFL players when they're yeah. 13, 14. They probably train together. Yeah. If they're from the same sure. area. Sure, you, you you competed against them in, in high school, but they they both have a bigger picture in mind and now they're both going to the same school. So, I mean, how So he's going to be in he's at Michigan now. Is he Currently. going to play this year? He could see some time on the field. Okay. Yep. Might be one of those five games, so you don't burn the red shirt yep. type thing. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So I do want to jump into some new names that, to keep an eye on. Um, I, I I think you, Micah, this this was kind of your project here. Yeah. You started out perfect here. With, with, I mean, you're talking offensive line. We lost four. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Four of the five starters we're replacing here. So where do we go? I mean, that most most case scenario, like usually, that's really tough to do. Is this going to be tough for Michigan to, to recover from losing four to the NFL? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Okay. So Jalen Mayfield, actually from Grand Rapids, uh, Catholic Central, great kid. I mean, he's looking at going even higher currently than what Cesar Ruiz did in the NFL draft. So, you know, one of those two early mocks. But Jalen Mayfield and Ryan, I think it's Ryan Hayes, they basically have uh, – the. The offensive guard, lock, no, the offensive tackle locked on, and the the offensive guard. I mean, that's that's completely up in the air. I mean, you have Chuck Filiaga, Joel Huntingford, Andrew Stuber, uh, Carson Barnhart from uh, Papa, I believe it was, and Nolan Rumler. So they're going to be duking it out. And I mean, if I were to guess, I think Chuck Filiaga is going to fill one of those spots. He's a really really big body. He's got quick legs. And uh, from there, I don't know who's going to take the other side, to be honest. Okay. So, just be competitive. I mean, and if it's yeah. a revolving door, it is what it is. Yep. Um, as long as you have those anchors in an offensive line in college, like I feel like in pro, you you look at the offensive line, you want it to be consistent from, you know, from all of them basically. Like you want to have those same. I believe it's five. Who knows? Yeah. It could be more. Uh, you want to have those same five consistently in, in yeah. the pros. College is, is a little bit different. Like if as long as you have the core left tackle, the core center, and like maybe one good guard that like is consistently there. You can, you know, it's it's more of a revolving door that mm-hmm. kind of work can, one side you, of the field. Yeah, more, right? exactly. You can you can make it work. Um, it'll be interesting. But, but before we move on from from the offensive line, uh, I did I did pull a little bit of information on that. Um, one thing that uh, they were talking about Harbaugh. So it's not Jim Harbaugh. It's his, his son. Is it his son? Jay Harbaugh. Jay, Jay Harbaugh. Yep. What, who who is that dude? It, it doesn't matter. Um, yep. He he he's a running back coach, I believe. Is that correct? Yep. He was bringing up how eth- athletic the offensive line is, which is a little different than what we've we've usually seen. Uh, I do have a quote here. He said he's really excited about the athleticism that they have. Talking about the offensive line um, overall, one of the things you could say about them as a probably a little bit more nimble 
a little bit more mobile um, than the guys we had last year. Doesn't mean it's better. It just means that it lets you do some different stuff. So I'm right. wondering, and, and sorry, that's just the way I work. I, I read and then I talk. Speed and space. Speed and space. That's exactly what it meant to me. Is is you like it? It seems like the offensive line might fit what their overall goal is of this offense, um, being more athletic. You know what I mean? Like whether it is with running backs or wide receivers, all the. But if you have athletic offensive linemen that can get downfield when it's time to get downfield, that makes a massive difference for for the the short routes and the wide receivers and and the the guys that can hit holes and explode and hit home runs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I like I like what I'm hearing. Is it going to be better? I don't know. Yeah, that makes me that makes me a little bit nervous because that that's a, a an easy way to say that they're not very strong, they're too small, but they're athletic, and so that does make me nervous when you go yeah, against it, like an Ohio State or anybody with a formidable defensive line that could maybe overpower them. Yeah, and that's a passing game issue. Yeah, and in a normal off season into spring, like you can put on that weight, you can put on the pounds, you can you can find a way to make these guys yeah. work. You don't have that anymore. They're not doing that so right now. So if they were small, if you think that they're small, you know, a month ago, they're going to be small going into the season. Or they're going to be big that, the that, wrong way. Yeah, or big. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's another way to look at it. I mean, it's just, it's going to be different. Um, yeah, not not to say that it's going to be worse. These these are all, you know, Michigan pumps out some good offensive linemen all the time. Yes. In the draft, you know. Because that's, they're big. They're big dudes. Yeah. They're strong. And they have a really good weight uh, room yeah. coach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, strength, strength and conditioning, conditioning coach. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I mean, like they, we know that about them. They can develop these guys. the The scary part about this is that as four of the five starters are gone, Jalen Mayfield is the only returner, right? Or is he considered a, that sounds a new right. guy? Yeah. Yes. So yep. May- Mayfield is the only returner. He is very, very good. But even he had some struggles last year. A lot. Some of this, like first round buzz, is more projection than on the field production from last year. Right. And I right. agree I agree with with their analysis. He he is really really good and he got a lot better as he played last year, mm-hmm. but not to say that he didn't have his hiccups, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so let, let me let me kind of put this to rest. Chuck Filiaga, he's 6'6", 341. Oh my god. Okay, I, yeah. I he's mean, big. That that's <laughs> a monster boy. Let's plug him in at guard, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, are there Moving any on. other positions uh so it looks like you have defense here on the line. So offensive linebacker, offensive nope, outside, outside linebacker. linebacker. <laughs> you even have my name in there. Offensive, offensive linebacker, linebacker baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Like, this, it's all right. I didn't it put this good. on there, so I, uh, it's hard for me. All right, well, so no, the outside linebacker like is a very key key position to to what's been successful at Michigan. You had Uche, uh, Hudson that that are, are are gone now. So it's a big hole. So that is a massive hole to fill, but it's also a hole that that wasn't successful <laughs> successful. Like, <laughs> I can't help you. I can't help but laugh. All right. Just, Got a big just, old grin on my face. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but it was a role that wasn't successful in the key games. Uh, Do we, we have it. somebody that can jump in and fill this role, but maybe you're moving away from this type of role? No, is that fair I, to say? I think you're completely right, spot on with this, is Kalik Hudson, as much as he, his promise was always there, the production was never there. I mean, 2017, was it even? 18 he had one really good year and he did and it was kind of a breakout year everybody was expecting him to I think be it was 18 J- 
Jabril Preppers, and he just Once it, he, he just yeah. wasn't. No yeah. one's he did not feel that fill that gap. So I I feel like I lo- I look at this. It's like let's get rid of the viper position. Like if we don't it's have if we don't have somebody that that is just unbelievably athletic. Why even use that? Like let's just have a center defense. Let's use linebacker. And, I would and, agree. So are we going to fill a role with a the viper position role with somebody that's unqualified for filling that role? Like that that's what I feel like we're at. What what are you seeing here, Micah? Uh just a list of names. I mean, yes, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's there's a need for the role if no one can fill it, 100%. But of the names that are currently on here, because Don Brown still is very stubborn and he's going to run his defense, um, Mike Barrett, Anthony Solomon, and William Mohan. Um, apparently Mohan is, is kind of just like a, a late rumbling name. I don't know a whole lot about him, to be honest. But Mike Barrett and Anthony Solomon, I think they've seen some field time, especially Mike Barrett. So you can certainly expect to see him out there. Um, but where where they fall on Viper versus that Sandbacker, I, I, I don't know. So I, I thought Solomon was a freshman. Isn't he a true freshman coming in? Anthony's, no. Maybe, no. Maybe, maybe it's his second year, but yeah. he's, he's young. Yeah. I know I know he's young, but but he is very very athletic, and he can hit hard. So if if I don't know, I'm leaning towards him. I feel like he could win the job based on like we saw last year out of. Um, please give me the linebacker's name, Micah. Cam McGrone. Cam McGrone, like that was another young guy that we were looking at early on in in the preseason time frame and saying this guy could really really do something, and then it it took him. You know they didn't put him out there until game five or six or something but then after that he was one of the best linebackers in the country right and i think if if any of these guys have that kind of an ability it is anthony solomon all right so so, so let's let's move back in the defense i feel like we lost a little bit there yeah um I, sorry the name escapes me of, of who we lost to the nfl uh at corner oh Levert hill. hill yeah Levert yeah Levert hill. hill so so where are we looking with corners and safety i mean secondary in general it, it i think daxon hill is a name that Obviously, Michigan fans are excited about. He was a five-star, true freshman last year. He he looked he looked good at times. Was he exposed at times against Ohio State? Probably. But right. but what Jerry are we? Judy ran right by him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, in the in the bowl game. Yeah, the first first touchdown of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but where are we looking here? I mean, can this defense really? It seems like this defense is going to take a step back. But will it take a step back? But also be better for the. The game that we're all thinking about at this point is, is where I'm I, trying I to lead this question. I don't know if I'm doing a job or not. I don't know if the defense takes a step back. I think the step back was this past year. I do too. To, to be really? honest, I mean, I completely agree. You, you you had a huge loss with Gary and Winovich on the ends. Okay, they were they were bookend guys. That was a huge part to that pressure that was put on every quarterback or every backfield in general. But now that you've got Daxton Hill in a second year, I think Brad Hawkins, I believe he's a senior now, um, and Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas everyone, is a stud. I don't know why everyone forgets about Ambry Thomas. I did. But to be honest, everyone forgets about him because he doesn't make mistakes. So the corners will be better, which will make everybody else better. So Yeah, we so, lost Levert Hill. So Daxton Hill and Brad Hawkins are – are locking down safety, but at corner you've got Ambry Thomas, 
But on the other side of him, you remember Vincent Gray from last year? Yeah, he was good. He was really good. He was a freshman last year, right? Or was he a sophomore? I want to say he was a freshman last year. Like a redshirt freshman, I think. Yeah. So right now it looks like it's Vincent Gray's job to lose. But with DJ Turner behind him and Andre Seldon. Andre Seldon, remember that name in the next year or two, okay? I I do think he's going to be one of those upper echelon players for Michigan on the back end. I would like to point out Lavert Hill. I was a huge Lavert Hill fan. I really was. I Where, was he even drafted? No, he went completely undrafted. And the reason is is because people really thought be, the tape exposed him with his um, not elite level athleticism. And your top echelon of wide receivers that they would face at Ohio State and you know Alabama and all these guys. Those are the teams that he struggled with, and he struggled really, really bad because he couldn't keep up. So, so he's not going to be a number one in the league. W- well, what I'm saying well, we're, is we're lo- we lost him, and it feels like a really, really big loss, and it might be against those lower-tier teams because he was really, really aggressive corner that made plays. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, But these guys that are on the team right now, these are the more athletic corners that might match up a little bit better against Ohio State and their speed wide receivers. Right. They might match up a little better if we play Alabama in a, Penn in a State. playoff game. Penn, Penn State's State. another one that, that yeah. really killed killed us last year. Yeah. So, I mean, speed. just because we lose somebody, a big name like that, that we've all come to love, doesn't mean necessarily that we're a worse team off, especially against the yeah, better talent. I, I feel like it's, it's kind of similar when you look at the quarterback position. It's like, yeah, we, we all <laughs> like we to be an upgrade. We, we yeah, it, it was like yeah, Shea Patterson's that like we we were comfortable with Shea Patterson to a, to an extent it, 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 at the University of Michigan, but it's like he was undrafted. He was one of the last free agents signed. The last, the last that From was the invited the combine or combine, right? Oh yeah, yeah, combine. So it's like yeah. that's who we relied on. So we we relied on our number one corner was Lavert Hill, no question, right? Is that is that fair to say? He yeah. was undrafted. Our quarterback, one of the the most important position undrafted what does that tell us it's like we have an opportunity to upgrade here even though the fact that we were i say we i i know i'm looking at myself here we were comfortable with these guys we wanted them to succeed we thought they could succeed but it's a pretty easy upgrade yeah in in these positions yep is that fair i when you look at vincent gray yeah yeah and i think ambry (laughs) thomas is ready to be a number one I, he was the best cornerback on the team last year. Even if Lavert Hill was our number one, Ambry Thomas was the yeah. best corner. You, you know how we always said it felt like Trace McSorley has been at Penn State for ten years. That's how I feel about Ambry Thomas. Yeah, I feel like he's been here forever. I don't want to lose him. Yeah, but so, so the so the last one I think that you had on, on your list was the kicking position, which. <laughs> Is boring to talk about. I yeah, get it. Very boring. I, let's let's move through it quick. Yeah, hundred percent. So 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 just read what you got there. So, uh, Jay Harbaugh brought up um, Quinn certainly took control. Okay, he played awesome. But this is a new season. We're going to compete at every single position. Those guys know that. That's part of what's made our team's culture what it is. So so you have so Quinn Nordine, Quinn and Nordine, Jake Moody. and Jake. They're Moody. both back. They're both back. See, I thought I thought Quinn Nordine was gone. I'm. I'm did, did, no. did I miss something? I was just wrong. <laughs> He's coming back. That'd be the first time. Well, I kind of thought, 50, thought he was too. I thought it was like his senior uh, game or whatever. Yeah, like but that. I'm sure they have yeah. found a loophole or something. Who knows? But seventh year senior. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, like look, the kicking game's n- no fun to talk about. Nobody, nobody likes talking about it. 
but it is very important. You got punters that can flip the field like that. You have field goal kickers that if they can kick a fifty-four yarder, which I think uh, Quinn Ordine did in the in the uh, he's capable the the what, Alabama? bowl game. Yep, um, that that's important. But it's like, man, I mean, where where do you go from here? I feel like it's just a revolving door. So yeah, I, don't I just know. don't really care. Do, do you have much to say about it, Mike? <laughs> Mike if you have no. some, no, you just want to move on here. Yep. So. We do want to get into the quarterback battle. That is really the key. Everybody loves doing it. It, it is fun to talk about. It is, I mean, that that is the Michigan fans' ML. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Let's talk not not about the starter. Let's talk about the guy that's coming up next. Like but, that's so important. But, but this year, this year feels different. It feels way different. We have okay, and, and Mike so, already brought this. Yeah, up. Yeah, so Mike, bring it, or, yeah, Ryan. Well, I just want to. Yeah, I want to bring in so. JJ McCarthy is a twenty twenty one draft class yeah so he's he's not going to be part of this he's not part this of this year and most likely he's not going to be a true freshman leading the wolverines as court at quarterback so basically we're looking at a two-year window here at least a two-year window of a quarterback and for the first time in a while we have two really talented quarterbacks in my opinion at least very very talented quarterbacks that are going to be duking it out and we'll get to see who wins the battle in in past years like I've, john o'corn's probably the best quarterback we've had with harbaugh and to me, that's that's pretty pathetic. No, no, not, not John O'Corn. O'Corn? No, uh, Jake Rudock. Oh, what? Where was O'Corn? O'Corn was the, the guy, the transfer from Houston. Uh, Jake Rudock was the one before. I'm just telling you, I think O'Corn is probably better. Really? I think he put up what? better numbers. Wait, did I, you? I think you're wrong. Hold on, did I you think you're say getting confused? O'Corn is better than Rudock. Well, maybe I'm thinking you of You are certainly I, thinking Rudock of Rudock. was the one. Yeah, okay, you're thinking just, of Rudock. Sorry. Rudock was a transfer from Iowa. Where's the rewind? Harbaugh's first rewind. year. Yep. <laughs> Who so, are you talking about? <laughs> I'm thinking about O'Corn, and he was the best quarterback. No. <laughs> Rudock. It's Deja yeah. vu. So anyways, I, any, anyways, I think either way we go with this quarterback battle, I think it's going to be the most talented, the best quarterback option that we've had under Harbaugh leading into the J.J. McCarthy Era dynasty, exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. You know, that's yeah. best case scenario. It's hopium, like what you guys say. All I the time. love hopium. Yeah, I get really high off hopium. <clears throat> Michael, you, do you have anything to say? Just you want to yeah, introduce so, so, the quarterback about the quarterback battle? Yeah, let's talk about the quarterback battle a little bit. So, so we we talked about the offensive line earlier. Yeah, and, and this is something that really stand, stood out to me. Was, was they were talking about the athleticism and how it'll help the running game. We didn't get into the running game, but we're just gonna kind of move on. There's a lot of good names out there, but but they talked about how the offensive line might benefit the running game and in the the home run hitters of of the you know the the running game. I've said it six times now. The best. The closest, so, the closest thing we have. Does, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Just take it over. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want you to talk, but go ahead. No, I, I was thinking, like, the way that they were talking about how, how the, the offensive line athleticism will help the running game, my brain went right to the quarterback position and right to – 100%. Uh, holy smokes, is <laughs> McCaffrey. Dylan McCaffrey. Dylan McCaffrey. Like, so I, where, where are we at with this, with this quarterback competition? Could, because both of these guys could could be very successful. I feel like everything is pointing to McCaffrey. I really do. I think it, that's the common feeling. It, it, that that's all it is right now. Even for the coaches, like I said earlier, everyone's on lockdown, and the, these kids are they're home, they're throwing the football, they're practicing every single day, and 
the coaches really can see it on a phone, and that's about it. And that, that's all we're seeing. But Dylan McCaffrey, guess who he's practicing with? <laughs> Two NFL or uh, NFL running back and a NFL Hall of Famer, right? His dad's a Hall of Famer? Ed McCaffrey? Yes. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? I believe he, I believe is. he is. He's yeah. a former wide receiver, at least. But he also but has some another brother, right? There's another brother Luke in there? McCaffrey that Who's goes to Nebraska. Okay. He's quarterback at Nebraska. I don't like him. <laughs> but you're right. Like you told me this the other day, and I, I instantly was just like, "Oh man, he's getting he's getting fed from like the perfect people right now." Yeah, he's, he's just surrounded by talent. He's basic. Yes, he's getting fed from he's Christian. I mean, he, he's he's getting challenged hard. I mean, he's getting coached and taught by Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in football. Where correct right now? Absolutely, I would say so. <clears throat> Sam is not convinced. But I don't know. Hit him, him being a two-way running back makes him the best he running is, back right I now. I love, I love that. Dude. I do love him. Don't get me wrong. Anyways, I love him. I don't so, know if he's the best, but but then you, on the other hand, you have um, Joe Milton. Jeez, oh, Pete, his, his name escaped me. Joe Milton. Joe Milton. Yeah, dude, it can throw the ball beautifully. Cannon. The dude has. You can throw like 60, 70, 70 yards without even trying. Yeah. like you just—it's one of those smooth. Long deliveries. Right. I don't know. So, so, so Josh Gaddis, he, he says, we are nowhere near having a front runner uh, in the team's ongoing quarterback competition. We're in a three-man competition. So he, we haven't even brought up the third. He said, coming into spring with Joe, Dylan, and Cade McNamara. And one's got comp- no one has a competitive edge over anyone. We're excited about the guys that we have on the roster. We've got to solve that question later down the road. Look, I don't. I don't want to throw this Cade guy in this in this, in this argument. I, do, I, man. I don't think. It. I don't think he's he's actually. It, it's going to be one or the other with with Milton and McCaffrey. Okay, gut feeling. Yes, Cade is a very good quarterback, and he throws a nasty deep ball. Yep, he throws a really good deep ball. I'm telling you, our our QB room right now is pretty impressive. It's the best again since Harbaugh's been here, and and that's the whole time that Harbaugh has been underachieving at Michigan. We have had subpar quarterback play the whole way. I, if you want to argue that Jake Rudock was the best talent at Michigan since Harbaugh's been there, that's embarrassing. I don't think he's the best talent. I think he was the best quarterback. Best. Either way, doesn't matter yes. how you phrase it. That's embarrassing. Sorry, I just want to make it clear. Correct. I didn't want you to put words in my mouth. As a Michigan <laughs> head coach that has all the hype in, and all the recruiting ability that he's had, I know it's not near Ohio State, but at least we've gotten some big names and we had some big classes, and, and it was different than what before he got there. We right. still have yet, before this point, we have not gotten the quarterback play that we needed. And we didn't have the talent in the room to get there. And this is this year is the difference. Like this, this is where everything changes in my mind. Because McCaffrey, if he ends up being the quarterback, at the very least, he is a home run hitting quarterback with his legs who can also throw. He came in the game last year. Um, I, I I'm blanking on the game, but he was awesome. Notre Dame? Uh, no, 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 no. It was before Notre Dame. Might have been Penn State even. I don't know. Or I, either, it was early either, in the season. Way, he ended up getting hurt, right? Either yeah. way, he's Dylan, impressed me. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, and he yeah, because it was it was when uh, we were down yep. massive. And he would have taken. I I still believe this to this day. He would have taken the starting quarterback role at that point, right then and there, if he didn't get hurt. Was just, really? Yeah. Because Shea Patterson came out of the game. It, he led a perfect drive, and then and they got hurt, 
and Shea Patterson had to come right back in. And it, people forget about that, but he was actually pulled because of his bad play, Shea Patterson. Yeah, he was. So, so that was that was kind of a defining moment of last year. Otherwise, I think uh, Dylan McCaffrey would have already had the job. And then you go into Joe Milton, who I think has more talent, more throwing talent, and is so exciting and can move. He's not the, the athlete, yeah. the runner that Dylan McCaffrey is, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's always looking downfield. He's yep. looking to throw. He, and, I, and I feel like that's something that hurt McCaffrey when, when we saw him is, is it was one, two, run. One, two, run. But he'd go I out there like for Milton, two plays. Yeah, I feel like Milton would be – yeah, in, in, in a situation that an incomplete pass is the worst the worst scenario. Like exactly. the worst thing you could do is force a ball and throw an uh, interception or throw an incomplete pass. He wanted to keep that clock running. That was his job. That's why it's one, two, run. So, so I, I think they're both – pocket guys but if one were more pocket passer than the other it'd be joe millen and he just released a video on youtube you probably <laughs> saw so it good. where wow. he's just with dropping him and, it in the yeah, basket every with time. him and ronnie bell oh, and devin yeah. uh gardner was working with him yeah i think you're right yeah, so good I, i'm i'm really excited i mean it'll be interesting to see how it evolves one one thing that that i i, I hate is like when you have two quarterbacks you have no quarterbacks that's something that I, I, I hear and I, I believe to an extent. I think that's more pro than college at, at times. But I want somebody to come up, and I want to believe in them. I believed right. in Shea Patterson, right. and I, I got caught with my pants down. My hands were in my pants. I, was, I, I got caught looking the wrong way. Like It was mm-hmm. not the right situation for, for Shea Patterson. It didn't turn out well. I think there were signs at times. I, I don't want to defend myself here. But... I want somebody that can confidently say, this is my job, this is my team, no questions asked. If I get hurt, we'll move on. But until then, you guys have deja vu that I'm having this right now. Um, But I want somebody to come. I don't want it to be a question. I want to know who our quarterback is. I want the wide receivers to know who the quarterback is. I want the running backs to know who the quarterback is. No questions asked. This is our quarterback because he is the best. But yep. that's what I want to hear in the University of Michigan. You're having deja vu because that was your argument for Shea Patterson <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so episode twenty, yeah. <laughs> right? So the the good thing is if if Dylan McCaffrey goes out there and just is terrible for the two first two games, they're not going to ride with him because they know Joe Milton is going to transfer if he doesn't get. His time. One of these guys, basically, whoever they does leave. not win the job, is going to leave. It yep. feels like it. One thing that they I will. don't, the, the, the thing that I don't like about that though, is you can have questionable quarterback play and still win, right? Yes. And that's where I feel like I kept holding on to Shea Patterson. Yeah. Like, how many hey, we're games? winning. We're winning. It's going to be fine as long as we're winning. I'm happy. Like I, I can't go through that again. Okay. So. I I don't know. Sorry, so, go ahead. No, no, no. So would you guys both agree that Shea Patterson was a step up from Will and Spate? 100%. Yes. <laughs> like leaps and bounds, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Will and Spate was okay. maybe on my on my most hated list. <laughs> he should have been on the most hated list. <laughs> he was the terrible. Lowest yeah, he was, arm. Yeah. But he was so bad. Do, do you believe that one of these two guys is going to be leaps and bounds from Shea Patterson. I, I think both are, and that's what I love about this situation. Look at the big picture, gentlemen. We're getting better. I mean, yeah, it's taking forever. It takes forever to reach the mountaintop, but, man, it's going to be glorious. 
I think when we I feel get like there. We're climbing, okay. we're climbing so anyways, Everest place here. But I did read an article where it had uh, Dylan McCaffrey as a sleeper pick for the Heisman. Heisman. I, yes, you're right. I right? read that same article, CBS. So, yep. Yeah. So, I mean. but but he, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'll let you talk. Well, I, this is the kind of ability. Like, nobody's talking about Shea Patterson for Heisman. You know, I, I was. Get, well, you were. <laughs> but, but nobody besides <laughs> Sam was doing that. So, this is the kind of ability that we brought in. Dylan McCaffrey has something that other people don't. He has an amazing ability to run. And he throws a good ball. Maybe he doesn't have the touch right now that he needs. But either way, he's a weapon that we haven't had in the offense. And So if he can develop a throw, mm-hmm. a pass, even a, just a moderate one, then he's a candidate for the Heisman. That's the kind of ability that he has on the ground. But he's also in the position that's always a candidate for Heisman. You, True. You did, Michigan, not, you did not see that with Wilson's Michigan's fate. best yeah, – oh, yeah. Michigan's what? quarterback is always in – the talk like he the, the the same article he even mentioned he goes hey I, I think it's going to be Dylan McCaffrey but if it's uh Joe Milton just switch him same odds that's, he's going to be in the running as well but that's, that's fair the, that's the point though is like we were not going to get that kind of production we were never going to get that pr- production out of Jake Rudock nobody thought that nobody thought that about Wilson Spate they yeah. thought they were going to be serviceable and maybe win us Ten games, so you know? which they did. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's as good as they could do. Yeah. One thing to remember to note is someone coming out and being super vocal about wanting Dylan during the recruiting period, and that's Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was drooling over Dylan McCaffrey. Was he? I didn't know that. I oh, like yeah. that. I like that a lot. So, one last thing about this QB competition, Kai. Okay? So right. Isaiah Hole, who is the writer for Wolverines Wire uh, under USA Today Sports. So this this was written May 11 of 2020. He's got Joe Milton winning the starting job. Okay. Okay. So he's got he's got him winning the starting job basically because of his intangibles, assuming he finds his touch which he worked on all last year. And I guess we'll see where this goes. I I'm okay with it. I'm okay with either. What I'm not okay with is losing the other. <laughs> like I, I that makes me very scared. I will Why? say. Why? You have J.J. McCarthy coming because, out. Because, hey. honestly, one of these guys is going to transfer to who knows what school and be Ohio successful. State. Yeah. And it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, I mean, you could see Dylan McCaffrey transferring to Ohio State. All of a sudden, Justin Fields is gone. Okay, who's coming in? Just, yeah, Dylan McCaffrey is going to beat us in Look, last week. I think I, I also want to just <laughs> give my own personal opinion. Based yeah. on the very, very limited playing time so far, Joe Milton seems like a cool, under-pressure type of guy. And, and, like, he expects to be the starter, and that's his attitude. Like, no, I'm going to stay at Michigan. I'm not going to transfer, and I'm going to win this job fair and square. This is mine. I'm the best person for the job. Dylan McCaffrey, the only bad thing I can say about him is he looks, at least as a freshman or a sophomore, he looked jittery in the pocket, and his first instinct his happy is, feet. is to run. And that's not necessarily that doesn't make me feel the most confident. I'm rooting for him because I I I just like the family basically. But overall, Milton to me, I, that's the kind of guy that I can jump behind probably a little bit sooner. Somebody that is a true quarterback and then can move, but not runs and can also be a quarterback at times. Yeah, I, I I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see how it unfolds. I hope so much that they get a a true. 
couple months here that they can really you know battle it out because I think I think as we are now it let, let's say this this continues and, and you don't get a full off season here and over the next couple months or full but a f- like <clears throat> being able to work out with your team full full team everything no questions asked working out all of that stuff McCaffrey's gonna get the job in default because he has more experience I feel like I feel like everything is pointing towards McCaffrey which tells me if Milton gets this job, he 100% went out and stole it out from under McCaffrey's nose because I feel like he earned it. Though. Everything is is pointing towards McCaffrey. And and Harbaugh has to this day at Michigan, he has always gone with the most experienced quarterback in the room. He has. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, can you imagine being in Harbaugh's shoes when everyone resumes and and say say give it just two weeks worth of practices? Don't you feel like it would be almost like Christmas for him? He's basically opening this gift of quarterbacks, and he's about to figure out who actually put in the work the last couple months and to see where these guys are at. I could it's see gonna it, be exciting. I could see him opening this gift and playing with the box. Honestly, that's what scares me. It's Kate, like Kate. You're, you're opening you're opening this massive gift. Gift. Let's say you open the. The you open the the McCaffrey box and Milton's inside and he's gonna play with McCaffrey. That's what scares me, because he, that's what he's done so far. Is that a good way to look at it? That's a good it's like analogy. He's opening the box and he's gonna play with the box instead of the thing inside. Sounds like you're gonna start calling for his uh for his <laughs> resignation. Period no, I soon. love Harbaugh. Oh. I think he's a very good coach. He's played with boxes, man. He still drives me nuts sometimes. <laughs> he's weirdo, but he's our weirdo. We didn't get to the honeydew list, but I mean we're all used to that, right? We, I, I don't know the last time I got to the full honeydew huh. list. Um, we're definitely used to it. Next week, if unless there's some breaking news that we got to get into, we will get into the honeydew list for for Steve Eisman. We ran short on time. We're trying to keep you guys happy. We're trying to save some content, really, to we're trying to have to fun. Keep, keep this podcast rolling here. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that next week. I apologize if you guys are looking for for this episode. Um, we will do it next week. So. Uh, jump into that one as well, uh, but there was something else I was going to say. You said you were going to say a couple things, and then you're going to throw it over to me. I think I should just throw it over to you. I think that was all I had. Well, before we For get into sure. anything else, I wanted to give a shout-out to Donnie and Heather. Uh, you guys are going through a lot right now, but you had a baby, and little Arlo, which I think is just an awesome name, Arlo for a boy, uh, he, he's he's in the hospital. He's doing good, but they you know they have a little bit of time that they have to spend there. But we're we're thinking about you, praying for you. Just uh, you know that we're thinking about you, and and you know you're important basically. Um, but we also wanted to get to uh, talking about the hops. So I want to remind you guys that everybody, uh, you cannot sit down at the hops, which is changing really really soon. Like I don't know, maybe this week or next week. Um, but go there, support the hops, bring a cafe. You do not have to miss out on their great beer during any kind of shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing crowlers, growlers, gift cards. Sorry. Do you want me to start over? No, you're good. You just go roll. On? Just roll. We're not cutting them off yet. <laughs> Seriously, go there. Get growlers. Get growlers. I've been recommending this to all my coworkers, and they've been taking advantage of this so far. Uh, gift cards, merchandise, you know, these hats are awesome. They have great beer, 
awesome staff. We need to support them right now more than ever before. Small businesses in general, but but we we love the hops. And they are the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. Mention State of My Sports and you get $1 off your growler, $3 off your growler fill, which includes the brand new State of My PA named after this podcast. So obviously we recommend that. And we also recommend all of their great beers and seltzers. Please go out there, support them. We highly recommend it. Let them know we sent you. Micah. Give us a grade for your beer. Remind everybody what you're drinking. He's like, what? I thought we were... <laughs> he was like, I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, so to remind everyone, I'm drinking Hop Yeast Double Dry Hopped IPA, 6.8% from Transient Artisan Ales. This is a really good beer. Uh, it, I don't, I don't get the whole double dry hop thing because it tasted a lot like, um, like a hazy. Okay. I mean, may, maybe it's a variation. I'm sure Eric could uh, hmm. tell us and teach us difference in beers. But uh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do an 8.0. It's a good score. Yeah, so, have so, so, you had so, that beer before? Like, have you had that um, from this, that brewery before? Yeah. Yep. You, you, yeah. It, you know what I just remembered? Hmm. The hops is opening next week. You know what that means? We can start recording from Dobbs again. Yeah. <laughs> My basement needs a rest. They're sick of it. It's sick of you guys. It's sick of me, too. We get to start doing that. Yeah, I'm man. really excited about it. Taco yeah. Tuesday. Taco Tuesdays. We're going to have a grand old time. Can't wait. I can't wait. So get out there. So it's not just the hops. Like Ryan already said, like just support small business. As things start opening, go out there. Like Keep it consistent. Tip well. Like This is really important to yeah. kind of keep this thing going because – We'll see how everything opens up, whether it's fifty percent, seventy five percent. I don't know, but just remember that you, you, we still need to be generous to these these small businesses. We are totally into hops. We recommend to hops as much as possible, but please get out there. Like these businesses need us right now more than ever before. It's just really important, you know. These are the these are the people in the community that make a difference. All right, Ryan, give us a quick little grade. What you got there? I have casual. Micah, City hold, on, hold on, hold on, Micah. Brewing start pulling up what I gave this grade so we can... Company. So, sorry, I put you on the spot there, but have it ready by the end of the episode. Okay? All right, I, I'm probably... I don't remember what you gave this, but I'm... Neither. I think we'll probably be on the same page. This is Casual from City Built Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's a hazy pale ale. Uh, this is so easy to drink. I think that's the, the best way to describe it. And the name is casual. So it's like just casually pretty good. Yeah. And I think that's exactly kind of your own, your same comment with that. I'm going to go with an 8.2. Wow. All right. So the, the Micah just looked it up. What did I grade it? 8.1. Whoa. We were so, we were right. We we're on the wow. same page. Yeah, I like it. That's a fist pump, a, a social awesome. distancing fist pump. Yeah. We definitely did not <laughs> touch. Fist pump? Not a fist pump. <laughs> Never mind. Nux. Yeah. Let's go. Nux. There you go. All right. I am drinking from Shorts <laughs> Brew. The Ooze, which I mean, the, the name is is a little weird. The 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 logo is like a turtle. Yeah, it looks gross. Green. It, yeah, it, it's not one of those that you pick based on the the, the label or the the bottle or whatever. Um, but it's a milkshake inspired IPA, which is what led me to this because I love the hops brewing company and cafes milkshake IPA, uh, with lactose, vanilla, 
mata tea and pineapple. It was solid. It was it was a solid solid beer. I'm gonna go with a seven eight. Not bad. Not great. <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me like that? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good not grade. Not bad. I get really uncomfortable when I give a grade. So uh, <laughs> it's a good grade for just an average thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was, it was it was solid. It was it was really solid. So uh, well, we had a good time. Again, we'll get to the the, the honey do list next week. Just just delay it a minute, okay, honey? Uh, just please give us some time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for recording. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Peace, everybody, please. Peace. We can see what things go